0: All right, so look, it's 824. You know what that means. It's Kobe Bryant Day. Um, you just got to love that. You got to love that. So salute to Kobe. Uh, I didn't want to make this a full episode about Kobe, although he deserves it. But, you know, I'm, you, there's plenty of content out there covering, uh, you know, just the, just the day of Kobe. But I will cover this part. Uh, just receive a notification from Bleacher Report shit from all over the place honestly but they were the first ones to mention that Kobe Bryant Boulevard will be a thing it will be it will be replacing Figueroa Figueroa Street between Olympic and MLK that's huge right there that's huge and again you gotta I gotta take my hat off you don't have to you know what I'm saying? I can I understand uh, that a lot of people, you know, I've gotten a lot of criticism about, you know, how, how it is with the Lakers. We're the, uh, you know, we're the, we're, it's the dark side, so to speak, you know, however you want to look at it. But, you know, we can, in some people's eyes, overdo it. We don't really care, but that's how it is with some people. And, um, our city, we represent, we represent the people of our city very well. I mean, shout out to Nip, because Nip got Nipsey Square after he passed away. You know what I mean? Because the city recognized, and besides, I think, Michael Jackson, he was the only one to have a funeral held at the uh, Staples Center. That's major. We're talking about, we're comparing Nipsey to, to, to Mike and Kobe. You know what I mean? Um Nipsey meant a lot, still means a lot. Kobe meant a lot, still means a lot, not just to the city of Los Angeles, but to the whole NBA, to the players at play, uh, the relationship that he had with everybody with inside the NBA, and he touched everybody outside the uh of the NBA, obviously. And so for him to get uh not only Kobe Day, which is August twenty fourth, I think is a, if I'm not mistaken, a day after or a couple of days after his birthday, you know what I'm saying? Not only that you know, we celebrated his birthday, uh, you got the Kobe Bryant, uh, day, and then he gets Kobe Bryant Boulevard, you know what I mean, so, um, that's just dope, man, I mean, this is how you represent your legends, you know, the the hashtag Mamba Forever, uh, this is what it, this is what it is right here, um, Everybody was torn up. Me personally, I was really torn up. Uh, you can hear the episode that I did. I was torn up when, you know, the news about Nip, I was at work, recorded immediately, and shout out to be honest, Uh, he put that episode out the very, the very next day, even though I usually drop on a, on a Thursday. Uh, it was, it, it definitely came out that Monday. Um, and, you know, he cause he knew how much that meant to me. And so, you know, salute to Beyonce for that. But yeah, this is, you know, LA, we represent our city. Like, and I expect, you know, the legends from different cities and states, uh, to be represented and loved the same way. You know what I mean? I, I think this is, I, I know we have a saying, you know, make sure you, you give them their flowers, uh, while they're living. And that's, that, that's a dope thing as well. But as soon as they're going, it should be, you know, 10, 15, 20, 50 times more than that. And this is what it is right here. So shout out to Kobe Bryant Boulevard. That's dope. Not only that, though. My Lakers play tonight. We play against the Blazers again. Uh, This is definitely game four. And we are wearing the Mama jerseys. Those are the black jerseys. Okay. Um, And again, you know, this is a tough series. Uh, Shout out to Ring. You know, um... Reem is not even a Portland fan, but you know his guy, his guy, which is all our guy. You know Mello is our guy. He's never not being our guy. Um, you know, so he represents Mello. <laughs> I'm not sure which Mello you want to call him, but I'm just gonna call him Mello, OG Mello. Um, Portland, Portland coming into the bubble was not a, a, a great defensive team. Not even a good defensive team. Offensive, offensively, during the season before COVID, they struggled a lot. Clearly, because they was outside the top eight for majority of the of the season. Um, of course, they caught fire. They got Dame Lillard, who is arguably a top top five point guard in the league, probably even top three. Where, wherever you want to uh, shuffle them, um. And he has, you know, to me, he has been the bubble MVP. Um, and so a lot of people felt like that would be the worst matchup for us, including myself. I, you know, I said if I had to pick you know, of course I picked an order like, yeah, go ahead and let the San Antonio sneak up in there with that banged up roster and those youngsters. We can definitely handle that. Uh, Memphis felt the same way. That's still a young roster and they missing one of the important pieces. Phoenix, uh, as exciting as they are and as exciting as, you know, Booker is, we, you know, took care of them before during a regular season. I know we would take care of them in the playoffs because they don't have any playoff, uh, experience on that roster and uh and then last but not least it would definitely be Portland because Portland had just finished coming off a Western Conference appearance you know what I mean and <clears throat> they are missing a key defender and, and it, they are missing a key, a key 3 and D guy because Trevor has uh has proven and worked on this game and he has now become he has went from a a uh an elite defender to an elite defender and a three ball shooter. You know what I mean? Now he's not he's not lights out, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, knocking shit down, but you leave him open, he can knock it down. You know, and then that's a very important piece missing. But another important piece or two that's missing is Rondo and uh Avery Bradley, you know, which we don't talk much a lot until my Lakers lose. It's like, well we we probably need it you know, Bradley against such-and-such and 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 such-and-such, you know what I mean? Especially against CJ, especially against Dame, um, you know, Trent, you know what I mean? These cats are dynamic. Um, And you need a perimeter defender, which is Avery Bradley, and we just don't have him. And not to mention, Avery Bradley is one of our mid-range uh, uh, it's not knocked down, but damn near, almost automatic. You know, he's definitely taking that mid range serious and knocking it down. Uh, we needed that. We we still do need that. Rondo is on his way back. I don't think he's going to come back this round. Uh, if he happened to do, I mean, if if they happen to 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 plug him, it'll probably be like a game seven or a six. You know what I mean? Which I said. In five, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did go six. I don't think it'll reach seven, Um, but I I definitely think we'll slowly see uh, Rondo come back. Slowly see Rondo come back. You know, by the uh, by the grace of God, in that second round, where see at the at the moment, I'm not gonna lie to you. um, Houston is the one team that I am afraid of, and so even though. Uh, Russ is not playing right now. OKC is playing a little bit better and they're giving them a little bit of a challenge because I think Houston had the opportunity to get these cats up out of there, but they're having a hard time closing, closing these games out. Right. Uh, and the bulk of the, uh, in which, is easy to understand, but yet and still, you need your soldiers to step up. The bulk of the load is on Harden, and if Harden don't put up between, you know, I want not I'm, I'm gonna say it roughly between thirty or forty points a game, you know, and that's not including the assists that he gotta have because he gonna have to. He gonna have to have a couple of double doubles. You know, he, he probably don't have to stay around that, uh, stay around that, uh, that backboard to, to, to grab them rebounds, but he definitely going to have to get some assists up, uh, get his teammates involved, and he's definitely going to have to carry the load as he, as he's been doing. Um, but I'm, I would be worried about that when Russ comes back. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, they have the top backcourt in, in, in the league along with Portland and a couple other, uh, a couple other, um, teams. But um yeah, no, I mean we'll see what it is. Second round, I think Ronda will be back. Um but I will say this. The entertainment has been phenomenal. I must tip my hat to the league. Again, I still I still thought it was pointless to have them seats spread apart when at when it comes to the playoffs, everybody's gonna be close to each other, including the coaches. You know what I'm saying? If there was gonna be any type of scare to prevent that, then just don't go at all. Um, But outside of that, they've done a phenomenal job. I'm talking about a phenomenal job. Like, don't get me wrong, man. There's still times where I feel like the Lakers should have won by 50 because playing inside that Staples center and even vice versa, you know, when Portland going back home, it's going to be very difficult for us to win. You know, but playing in that bubble has even a feel for a lot of teams. Um, and that crowd noise, that crowd energy, that crowd momentum, that's that's a that's a huge, huge difference. Um but these players have found out how to build that momentum amongst each other and keep it up amongst each other and 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 just get hyped up off of their teammates on the sideline and their coaches and even the fans that's on the on on the screen, you know what I mean? Even though they're not they can't necessarily hear the fan. Well, from what I told they can hear them, but I, I doubt it. Um, I doubt it because they're not gonna, they're not gonna allow some type of slip up. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, but then again, I don't know because I'm not inside there. Um, I'll have to get, I'll have to get some insight on on that but it's pretty dope. It's pretty dope, man, and I salute my hat to the NBA for trying to figure it out and they had figured it out. Um and it's 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 kind of sad that the other sports won't be able to like duplicate this and it's not their fault though. It's because these other sports require um to play outside, you know what I mean? And not only that, so the these rosters like including baseball and and uh in football, they have a lot more than just twelve to fifteen players on the roster. you know what I mean um to manage, I should say, but let's get to it, man uh these are my top these are my top games inside the bubble right now inside the playoffs, and it's in this order, and I'm going to go with the first one well well let's start from the let's start from the bottom um I'm gonna go with Utah versus Denver. I am very surprised at Utah. I am. Now, I'm not hopping on the Utah boat at all. I'm still far from it. I'm actually more disappointed in Denver than giving Utah more praise. Even though I kind of agree with Max Keller, Kellerman, um, Donovan Mitchell has been making the case for being the MVP of the playoffs thus far. I mean, it's only round one. You know what I mean? So I can't give him anything before or after because we don't know if he's going to make it. And he wasn't playing that great. To begin with, you know, um, but since uh, the play the play-in tournament or whatever, um, Utah has been playing well, man. They have been playing well for, for what they have. And Denver, they have a loaded roster. Should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, but Jamal Murray, on the flip side, has been he him and him and Spider have just been going at it. You know, both fifty games of uh, fifty point games apiece. I think Spider had fifty one. Um, just phenomenal play, man. And and it's, and it's just showing, uh, you'll, you'll see as I continue this, uh, these rankings, uh, you see why the West is so talked about, why it's so, you know, it's just a savage ass conference. Uh, so yeah, that's what I got coming in at the fourth spot. Uh, must see Utah versus Denver then we got Houston versus OKC for obvious reasons man Cass do you want to see Russ come back uh, and it's also the CP3 trade da, da, da. all that Harden him and Harden don't really speak uh, this, that, and the third. And they've been really going at it, been getting a little bit physical. We know about the relationship between CP3 and Austin Rivers as well. It's just a lot of, like, a the truth be told, a lot of cats don't like CP3 or uh, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's all about the, the, the production, the gameplay and the outcome. So all that personal stuff, I don't really care about. But, um, that, that kind of, I don't really care about it, but it still matters because these cats are human. So I know CP3 is going out there with an ego. I know Harden is going out there with an ego, and if Russ can get out there, he would. Um, And Austin Rivers, Austin Rivers is playing. Austin Rivers has proven to be a reliable role player, Um, and that's where we have with that. And it's still good. It's great basketball to watch. Uh, And then in coming in second, we got the Lakers versus Blazers. And the reason why I didn't put my Lakers, uh, versus Blazers number one is because, well, all that jibber jabber about Portland, this, that, and the third, I, I took it. I listened. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you can see, looking back since game one, Game 1 we shot we lost by 7 points game 1 and we shot extremely bad and what do i mean by extremely bad well game 1 we shot 35% as a team from uh, from the field right 16% from three pointer keep that number there 16% from three pointer 64 from the free throw line those are horror movie numbers right there trash numbers right and getting still we had a chance to take the lead, keep the lead. We ended up losing by seven points. We, came, we gave up a few huge buckets that normally wouldn't happen, but we gave up some, some huge buckets towards the end, and that was that. We, when we move on to game two, we went from that 35% to that 48% from the field, 37, from 16% from three-pointer to 37 percent three pointer, sixty-four percent free throws in the first game to ninety percent free throws being made, right? We won that game. Um and it wasn't it it wasn't even close. <laughs> the third game, almost close to the second game, second game forty eight from the field goal. Game three, we shot forty one. So seven percent lower. Thirty-seven percent from three-pointer. We bumped that up. No, we actually went down and shot thirty-four. All right, so you know, still in the ballpark. This where it gets a little bit better. Game two, we shot ninety percent from the uh, from the free throw line. Game three, we shot ninety-five percent. Ninety-five percent from the free throw line. Um. The reason why I didn't put them at the number one position is because when my Lakers are able to play, I would say, just above mediocre, we're going to beat this team. So it's not much to watch, except for you still want to see what Dame is going to do. You still want to see CJ perform. You know what I'm saying? So I get it. I get it. Tuning in to watch this dynamic, uh, backcourt against this Lakers, you know, and remember game two, we held them to 88 points. That's that old school nineties, Knicks versus Miami type score where it's like 95 to 88. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and we held them. Now the narrative. All season, plus inside the bubble is that, yes, Portland will get out there and put up points. Kind of like if you have to compare Portland, I would compare them to the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to put up buckets, but their defense is going to give up a lot of points too. So if, you, if you're if you able to stop them, game is over. Because they're not going to defend well. They're not. They're just not. Um, so moving along from there, we got the Clippers versus Mavs. And this is why this is why I think this uh this series is is probably the best one to watch. Is that game one for Zingius ejected. Game two, um, you know, because I feel like they should have won game one. They won game two. They won game three. Um Luka hit a big game winner last night and a lot of people are what well, my cousins say are inside the huddle so y'all remember back when when braun and miami played against um dallas <laughs> oh. <laughs> they played against dallas in the final that's when dirk was there and uh there were two crucial plays in that series there was a play where, and it, and and both were out of bound plays, and they felt like Brian, including myself, I felt like Brian should have picked up Dirk in that last couple of seconds. that last minute or so. Dirk should have been because at the time he Brian was the most athletic, not just a small forward, but just the most athletic player in the league, and I felt like Brian could have played a little bit better defense than Haslam and Bosch, right? Because he cooked them niggas. You know? He <laughs> he hit one with a with a fade away and the other one was all the way to the basket. Um, and that's the same thing in this situation where where Luca was cooking all game. All game. as a matter of fact, don't just we can't just shout out Luca. The whole squad was out there hooping and Forzingis wasn't even there. Wasn't even there. You know what I mean? We had Seth. He stepped up. By the way, he called B, uh, PG-13 a bitch. Uh, we, we can't let that fly. You know what I'm saying? So I expect some type of reply to that in the next game. Um, and, you know, you just had a just a role of um, supporting cast that just stepped up. But Luca, for the most part, was the main event. And everybody knew the, who The Rock was going to. Uh, shout out to my boy Jo. He said everybody was praising Luca while he was over there saying he shot a three pointer when he only needed, you know, a bucket. You know, uh, like he's over here shooting threes and he's only down by one point. And this is my thing. They had, they had murder on Luca, right? That leaves PG and that leaves Kawhi for the help side. As much as those role players were hitting all through that game, I don't really, I don't fully trust them to knock down a game winner. I'm going to give it to my superstar every time. Um, I think Luka picked the best shot available. And I will sit up there rocking, rock, 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 get your comfortable space, and then knock you down. Um And I'm going to elaborate on this a little bit more about, let me just get the East out of the way. I didn't bring the East, and I didn't rank the East because there were already two teams eliminated of a sweep, that's the Brooklyn Nets and that's um, the Sixers, so it's not much to talk about there. Miami is about to eliminate, is about to sweep Indiana coming up, and then the Bucks. Now I would put the Bucks as number five under all the, uh, under those top four Western Conference teams. I would put the Bucks the Bucks versus Orlando because Orlando has proven that they could they could hang with the Bucks. You know what I mean? Because they did they did steal the game. Not only did they steal the game they 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 whooped their ass, um, but they could play a little bit better because Game Three was was, was pretty bad. Um, but back to Luca. Luca picked a high percentage shot and he knocked it down. Luca's gonna be here to stay. I'm telling y'all that right now. Like, that guy's gonna be here to stay. I'm not sure where he's gonna fit in as a superstar in this league. Will he be a superstar? I they're painting him to be a superstar. Uh, and it's okay. It's just <clears throat> it will he be marketable? That's the thing. You know what I mean? Um We'll see. You know, this is gonna be a new NBA. I know we said this on some uh some older episodes, but now we're we're it's like we're transitioning even in the playoffs right now, we're transitioning into into the next wave of superstars. Um so we're gonna see how that goes. We're gonna see how that goes. Um but I think Luca definitely be up there. Trey Young is in his class. But I'm not sure if Trey Young would reach those heights. Um, unless he was to go to another team, I just don't see it happening with Atlanta. Uh, but I don't see, I just, I personally just don't see Trey Young being that point guard that's going to carry a team. I see him being a point guard that's going to help the team, which makes him a star. He can even be a superstar next to the, next to another superstar. But being the guy over there in Atlanta, that's not going to. Nah nah and John Morant might he might be on his way but we got to see the same thing with Trey Young is like will he be able to carry the load you know as a superstar and he's still young too he's he's a rookie so that's that but um yeah definitely tuning in to the to the Clippers and and the Mavs religiously um and but that's it man we'll see what it is my Lakers play tonight uh you know hopefully we get that w shout out to kobe and we definitely wearing those kobe jerseys tonight overrun with btg